going to talk for a minute. What? I'm not going to talk for a minute. So listen. You overrate the length of time it is that I want to spend just I spent, with you when we have our guest here. I spent 30 minutes trying to find a vest this morning. Fuck. And I, I finally succeed. A vest for what? Are you in, are you in hunting? I ended up going to Kmart. <laughs> I had to wear what one. What kind of a vest? I had to wear what? one for a commercial. Oh, okay. Well, but what kind of a vest? Like a like a dress vest? Just, yeah, like a stupid dress. I just I was just trying to find like a, a vest. Do you know how hard it is to find a fucking vest? No, because in this I don't town? know a commercial. Would what, what, what doesn't he, were it you was a waiter? For, uh, Olympia Olympic cameras Olympic cameras I think. And you're a guy in a vest? Is that what it said? Who the fuck? Yeah, it's, you had to wear a vest over a t-shirt. I don't know why. I don't give a shit. The I don't fuck fucking... Is that? Who do they think you are? Well, they think I'm a guy on this podcast. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Think, I mean, a I should have called your dumbass and said, hey, can I have one of your thousand vests? I got rid of them. There's nothing more humiliating that, uh, than wearing career. a vest. And all I could think about was you. I wore them for a while. Yeah. I went full vest. You think about but that. But they were from suits. Did you wake up screaming that you wore vests, like in the middle of the night? Like, ah, I wore vests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, you I should. I bum out a little bit on the vest. Yeah, you should. A little bit. Because I, I, I got the guns I did for it. it. I did like, it. I, you know where's the vest? You know, in uh, in that trailer that you like for that movie that uh, was booed at Con that has your friend in it. Uh, that, Are you talking that, about Ryan, my boy Ryan Gosling? Yeah, he wears a vest in that. Yeah, fuck yeah, he does. He, and because he, he's the only he guy who can wear a vest. He's the guy that makes you buy a vest. Like, that's the way you think it looks on you when well, you when get the vest. He wears a where vest. Where your guns are like... He wears it like a Hell's Angel wears a vest. No, no, but he wears it like nobody wears it like a thug in the forties. Like he he wears it. You fucking come when you see it. I'm it gonna, gets hot. You know, I'm gonna patch you in. You're, pat, you're patched in. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That means you're it's like a fucking it's gang it's it's biker gang shit. You're oh, patched, you patched in. in. <laughs> you just got patched in. Walking walk in the room. <laughs> patch you in. Listeners, this is a message from Dave Anthony. Hi, we had to throw this in uh, a little bit late because uh, we, f- we fucked up. So, uh, first of all, I want to uh, say my album, Shame Chamber, is now available on Bandcamp and it is available on iTunes. There are, because of uh, a mix up, there are two versions on iTunes. Uh, buy the cheaper one. There's nothing different about it. There's no, there's nothing edited out. It's not censored. It's just cheaper. And, uh, and then the, the more expensive one should just be deleted. Uh, if you go on, if you get it from Bandcamp, uh, there's a little special, uh, you can make a little shame chamber man out of paper. And, um, you also get a, uh, like a bonus track of a little bit of crowd work. That's it. But if you buy it on iTunes in Australia, then that might bump me up high in album sales, and that might help me with the Melbourne Comedy Festival people. That's just saying. Just saying. So the other thing I want to talk about was, uh, you may know uh, from the last uh, podcast that TiVo is now our, our sponsor, one of our sponsors, one of our, our only sponsor. One of our only sponsors. Um... I personally use TiVo. I think it's uh, awesome. I think it's a huge advantage over... It's just better than the other DVR crap that's out there. 
Uh, before TiVo, watching TV was pretty hard. You could uh, only watch one show at a time, and if you missed it or even a little bit of it, then you had to wait around for a rerun before you saw it again. It was a living hell. And then TiVo came along, and they changed everything. Right? And while, while other DVRs are out there, they're nowhere near as good as TiVo. Because if you have cable, not cable, not K, cable with a V, cable with a B. If you have cable, TV lets you watch your shows wherever you want. You can use TiVo Stream, and you can watch it on your iPad, you know, anywhere, on mobile devices. And you can even upload it on to your iPad and take it with you, so you don't need to have it streaming at some point. You can just, boom, put it on your device and then bring it to the gynecologist's office, bro. TiVo makes other DVRs look like they were designed by the Soviet Union. Only TiVo searches cable and the web to find any movie, any show, any video, which is the press of a button. You got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Amazon, you got YouTube. Now those things are just like channels on your TV if you have TiVo. And with the TiVo Mini, one TiVo box works on a second TV. Hello. From the couch to the kitchen, from the minivan to 35,000 feet, TiVo makes TV about a thousand times better. Uh, if you guys go to TiVo.com, you can get $25 off a new TiVo Premiere P4 or XLL4 DVR if you use the promo code ATC. How about that shit? Oh, welcome to Walk in the Room. Proops I'm Dave best. Anthony. You're Greg Barrett. And our guest is Greg Proops. Greg Proops. He wears a. Hello, everybody. Uh, I did in the old days, yeah. From the Alex Bennett show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't mind if that's your credit, dude? Oh, no. Alex Bennett was a good show. Um, he helped all of us. He helped a lot of people, yeah, right? No, he yeah. didn't help me. You know why? Well, you didn't no, like but I, no. no. Well, that also, that, not everybody did. I don't think. It. He not didn't like a lot of. deserved it. I don't he think like a lot of people. No. Just because you did comedy doesn't mean you got to be on Alex's no, show. No, that's true. But no, they would have me on. Of... It was too early. And yeah. I would just sit there trying to drink coffee and try to stay awake. Yeah. And then I would just be all freaked out. It never, it was just, I can't do yeah. comedy. It was too early for Urge Overkill. They showed up. Ah, Urge Overkill. Yeah, but they didn't wake up. They showed up. They yeah, showed yeah, up. Yeah. They literally <laughs> somebody said, he hated me in the beginning too, though. And, and I spent a couple of years with him hating me. And then I kind of gradually worked my way back in. And then... Uh, then he was nice to me and then he went on vacation and the, st the station asked me to sit in for him so I sat in for a week oh I remember that and I remember I phoned him at his house and I said I want to thank you for uh, uh -oh. letting me sit in that week I had a great time and he went I had nothing to do with that and I was like oh girl, Alex and, but we're still friends wow. I see him in New York every once yeah, in a while yeah, yeah I've come back and seen him when I've seen him since he's been very nice yeah, yeah. he's a lovable old guy now yeah he's, 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 a, he's, he's on the right meds he's like on yeah, the right combination right. like there was a period where he just talked about being on meds in his yeah. colon but now that's all. I think well, that was when it. he was doing colon meds talk on uh, <laughs> on AM, right? Yeah. Uh, he uh, he has a serious show. Yeah, now, he has right? a show on serious. Yeah. I've done it a few times. Yeah. Now you know he was always nice. Yeah, the other thing was he when we would do sometimes he'd put on stand up shows and those paid. He gave you good money. So oh, that's right. He you know, did he'd make a thousand to fifteen hundred to do a set. And it was he like, became like huge a, money in those yeah. shows. Yeah, he, he was like a curator of like like people trusted his taste in comedy yeah. and he had good taste in comedy. Yeah, he did. He needed it. Otherwise, that show would have been flat as fuck. 
Well, I think the person he probably helped the most was Ruben, right? I mean, he made Ruben a star in the Bay Area. I think Goldthwait, too. And Goldthwait. Yeah, and he Goldthwait. made Gabe yeah. Goldthwait. By the way, Ruben put out an album this year. Yeah. His first album ever. Fantastic. I mean, When's yours coming out, yeah, Dave? Yeah. But the great next, uh, the June 8th is when my album will be out. But the hilarious thing is that makes it so I'm not the guy. Yeah. I I don't have like he's twenty eight years in, mm-hmm. so he's I look great. I look like I like like my plan is now fantastic. Well, he started before recordings. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was the bartender at the zoo, and he would come out from behind the bar to do sets. Oh and he yeah. Used to do a bit where he'd plug two blow dryers into the socket that was in the back of that crappy stage. He put the blow dryer in front of the mic, put the microphone on the floor, put the blow dryer on, and go. Here's my impression of every guy at the airport, and then just. We <laughs> do the guy pulling the plane in, man. You're like ping pong paddles. It's like in the most elaborate. It took five yeah. minutes. And it got Worth nothing. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth it for you as a yeah. comedian. For the audience, they're like, what's happening? What's happening? Man. What are you going to do with this? This is all I'm going to do. No, this is it. And then he did <laughs> that bit for years. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. He's yeah, so yeah. funny. I make my favorite, well, so many lines. Uh, I'm throwing an awards banquet for the voices in my head. Oh, that yeah. That was fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. Great. I saw him at the airport in Vegas. Working? Uh, at yeah. the airport? Yeah. He just, he, Donuts. He just yeah. come back from a gig. And uh, it was right around when he was on that Roseanne show, that stand-up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I remember uh, sketch that. Roseanne thing. Saturday night thing. Was it Saturday night or Friday Saturday night? Saturday night special something? Friday yeah, night yeah, special yeah. Something. And I see him, and I'm like, hey, Rube, how's it going? He goes, oh. Not good, buddy. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? He goes, ah, Vegas. I go, right, you worked here this week? He goes, yeah. I go, so that's good. He goes, nope. <laughs> I lost it and then some. <laughs> like, he had, like it was Sunday and he'd already blown all the money he'd yeah. made oh. and more. Oh. The old Rube. That was his tribute to Jose Simone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jose yeah, Simone was. was a comic that if you went on the road with him, he was out of money by the first night. Oh, yeah, and hitting you up. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like... He was How taking, is that possible? He'd be like taking anywhere? Marquez's money. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, just, not just was, in Vegas, anywhere he would do it that. It would be hard. And well, the thing with the joy of doing the sets was already gone. So, like, Thursday night he would be hot, and then that'd be it. And then by the end he was just bummed trying to figure out where he was going to get more money. He'd already gambled all of it. Yeah, he was a serious gambler. Serious. His funeral had the funniest thing I've ever... It, it was an open casket, which was unsettling there was hundreds of old time comedians there Lorenzo Matawaran and Gil Christner all these dudes from before Jim Giovanni yeah. dudes oh, who started yeah. way before me yeah, right? yeah. like 70s comics and uh, uh, so the minister the priest gets up and gives this fire and brimstone thing about how you'll meet your loved ones in the afterworld and so everyone because we're comedians like children everyone's chasing <laughs> and then he goes would anyone like to speak and fucking Sarlat gets up and goes I'm sorry Jose's gone because now I'll never get that 800 bucks he owes me. That's what he opened with. And then he did Jose's act for five minutes and the place fucking exploded. It was the best thing I've oh ever seen Oh my God, that's my so life. fucking At his great. funeral, I'll I never was, get that 800 bucks go, he owes me. Did you go to Benjamin Stewart's funeral? I didn't. And so, I know him too. So we're all there and uh, it's pretty solemn. By the yeah, way, welcome to Did You Go to Their Funeral. <laughs> this is just, I don't know if you guys know this, but just this, we've never done just a topic, but this is only funerals we've gone to. <laughs> <laughs> so he he was a comic who was a little he, he was a little person he had that he had that disease where your bones are brittle yeah and so and he smoked and drank and he smoked and drank yeah. and it was a hilariously foul mouthed comedian yeah. and it's very sweet too and had a little nice. hard guy on stage like yeah. he had the little hat and the you know yeah 
the goatee Stop and Stop what you're doing, Stu's here. <laughs> I'd put on a wetsuit and slide on inside of you. <laughs> so uh, it's his funeral and it's pretty solemn and you know his family's there and it's and it's like a couple people go up and talk and they're very earnest. And then Feldman goes up, David Feldman. Yeah. And he talks for a couple minutes about Stu. He's very sincere. And then he goes, oh, and by the way, I'm at the Punchline this week, Tuesday through Saturday. And the place just fucking erupts. (laughs) And then it's just people going up and telling stories and fucking around, doing time. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the opposite story about Eddie or about Dimebag Daryl's funeral. (laughs) I was was, uh, with Zach Wilde on a program uh, sometime back on Fuse. And... uh, and he was, oddly enough, a fan, which yeah. I was surprised and delighted by. And, and he had a son there, and he was sober and was asking me about that and stand-up, and he was super nice. And I, and I said, uh, how did you, like, you know, what was you, like, how did you get sober? He goes, you know, there were just events that were, like, I was at Dime, he goes, you know, I was at Dimebag's funeral, and uh, everyone was fucked up. And he goes, and I was just too fucked. I was there, and I was too fucked up. Yeah. And then Eddie Van Halen got up in a raincoat of some kind <laughs> and literally said to everybody, life is bullshit. And I went, you know what? I'm not that fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, he goes, it was one of the worst. Like, he was like, I, maybe the hardest thing I've ever watched yeah. in my life is Eddie Van Halen at Dimebag's wow. funeral. What's with dudes on heroin do, in raincoats? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, what do you, you just need the pockets, that's all. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just need those big ass pockets. You saw Pulp Fiction. And I guess yeah. you got to cover shit up, right? Yeah, yeah. and where do, you put oh, your, yeah. where do you put your kit? Like, you've um, got all kinds of... When, when you're, you're shooting when the heroin... When you gear and you yeah, got, got works and all that and shit. Yeah, yeah, when you're you shooting it. it into the front of your knee because there's no places left, you yeah. wear a raincoat. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. fucked up. What? That guy... Like, that, like you, were, you were in the number one rock band in the country... You were living the life, and then you decided to do heroin at the at the end of it. Who? Van Eddie Van Halen. Oh, he but he was drunk the whole. I was gonna he, say he's. I know, but you take drunk it up the entire time. He did coke, you know, all those years when they were when they were hot shit in the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a bad. And he could shred bad. like nobody could shred. Right? Yeah, he's the shreddiest. Yeah. Shreddiest shredder. Although not my favorite band. I mean, I like the David Lee Roth version a lot. Yeah, but the, the no the, the Hagar version. I don't I, consider that to be Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. That's not Van Halen. And when it comes on the radio, I go, what is this? Yeah. Oh, it says Van Halen, but this isn't Van Halen. Not the good kind. You need Diamond Dave there to kind of lighten the joint up. Have you seen the Diamond Dave trailer uh, that he just made of himself? Uh, The karate trailer? You should see the David. Just that's all I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry. David Lee Roth for what? I don't know. (laughs) The thing that's great about David Lee Roth. The thing thing that's exactly right. The thing that's great about David Lee Roth is there's just half ideas in his head that he puts out and then they're done. Like, (laughs) without Van Halen, he's just a series of thoughts. Yeah, that's what executes them. (laughs) He executes them beautifully. That's what his soul. But he, like, no, I'm not kidding you. I will put it up. I will put it up. It's he walks in. He walks into. I guess he lives in Japan now. Of course he. He's doing a podcast. I saw that. Right. And what? Actually, yeah. But it, and but it's also on YouTube. And I guess he's doing well. like I guess it does pretty well. And he's being sued by the band, but they're still doing shows together. And yeah. Why are they? Why are they he made suing this, him now? He made this trailer about him walking into a bar where there's all these uh, Asian folks, and you think that something's going to go down, and then nothing goes down, and then the room's covered in blood. But he's changing his. Cl- it's uh, you have to see it. Like <laughs> I can't explain it. I've already done. I've already not done it justice by what, talking about what it. What age range would you put yourself in if you use the term Asian folks? <laughs> 
I'm 50. He didn't say it, Orientals. Yeah, that's so true. He's so not he's over 60. Right. Yeah, right. he's not over 60. Yeah. Right. Or, or Chinaman, if you <laughs> want to get crazy. China. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't say Chinaman. That's, that's 70 plus. I was going to say, that would be my dad or something. My grandparents said Orientals. Yeah, Orientals. I mean, I could have called them Easterners. Ah, uh, right? <laughs> Easterners. Right? Uh, David Lee Roth's, what's that song? Uh, uh, I'm, in, I'm in Hawaii years ago doing a corporate gig, and I'm in the, in the room. And in those days, it was like a, they gave a CD of Hawaiian jams in the room. Right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. So they I put did. it on. And, you know, it's the wooka chuka 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 And then one song. And I can't figure out for the life of me why I know this song. It's two guys doing a hula version, and it goes, This must be just like living in paradise. And I don't want to go that's a, home. That's a, that's a Hagar one. And I was, I went, wait a minute, this is a David Lee Roth, I think it's no. off the solo. Oh, no, para, oh, the oh, one oh, where, no, no, no. Oh, isn't no. that one where he's rappelling down the mountain? Oh, my God. On Yankee right. Rose? Second, or that, yeah, yeah, the or Steve Vai one? Is that the first or second? Oh, the second one. Might have been the second. Yeah, the one where, well, what, it's, it's something about, yeah. Because his version's like, this must be just like... But I had to listen to this song five times, and I'm like, why do I know this song? And they were singing it about Hawaii. You know, like, it was. now it's Hawaiian. This is paradise. And I thought... Before, it was repelling that amount with Steve Vai, yeah. which is my... That's my Hawaii. Yeah. Steve Vai is my Hawaii. I think Steve Vai is a lot of people's Hawaii. <laughs> he really is. He really is. He's, he's, a, he's a series of islands. Was he me. in a band? Or was he just... He was in Zappa's band. Steve Vai. And he was in David Lee Roth's band. He was in David Lee Roth's band. But then oh, was he, he was not in Whitesnake? I think he was in, um, he may have been in Whitesnake for a while, but I think he was in Alcatraz. And he oh, for Al- Alcatraz. And, yeah. and I think Vivian Campbell left Alcatraz and then he was in oh. Alcatraz. The thing about Alcatraz, they were never going to break out. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Hello! Wow. I, don't, I don't want to go to break, but it seems like we should have gone to break. <laughs> no right band there. is an island. Hello! <laughs> Holy shit. So, never uh, but Steve Vai was just a fast guy. Oh yeah, he yeah. could play. That was it, but he, he was play. just speed. Yeah. Well, he, he was mean, good looking. Yeah. And he spun too, remember? He had a, yeah, he and the then spinning. he saw like his, and then he would do like his solo with the David Lee Roth band would include him, right, spinning the guitar, yeah. throwing on the thing. Sure. Then it would lay on the ground and he would put it on top of its whammy bar. Yeah. And then he would fuck it. Oh yeah. And he would he oh. would he would lay on and just fuck the whammy bar. And like everyone had cleared the I stage. I did something similar to that in my act. <laughs> Except I just put the microphone down I, and then I, I fall asleep on yeah, top of it. I've been doing that with a lot of my old jokes. And it's, <laughs> it's not working. Fuck the whammy bar is the name of my next book. <laughs> Oh my god, you gotta fuck the whammy bar. Like that's Yeah, you do. You gotta fuck the whammy bar. I they, think everybody knows that. Don't you love that rock critics always call antics like that pyrotechnics? <laughs> Guitar pyrotechnics. <laughs> you hold it behind your head or lick it or whatever, yeah. that's a pyrotechnic. Yeah. My roommate in college, I'm I'm doing the dishes, which is already a, just a unique event in it yeah. in itself. And he walks in, and I remember he had his shirt off, and he was like angry, and I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, fucking Stevie Vai lost to the edge in like best guitarist. Might have been an MTV award, say, but like something best guitarist. He's like, what the fuck, man? And he was like in this rage. And I'm like, the I edge. and I looked at him and I went, <laughs> I was like, well, the edge kind of created like a new, a whole new like sound on that album. And he goes, so fucking what? And he like knocks a bunch of piano hands <laughs> off the counter and like starts. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I mean, that's where, ha- see, Fury. that's what not being married is. Like when you. <laughs> don't have a family like you forget that like when you don't have a family or a wife that's the shit that gets your fucking ire like that guy his shirt off 
He was like, I gotta fucking take my shirt off. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with this world? Like that's a yeah. that's a harbinger of things to come for him. Like now with no like with nothing to root him in the reality of day to day life. That yeah. to him is like shit's going bad, dude. Yeah. yeah. When Steve wow. Vai can't beat the edge in a contest. Why do I live in this country? Well, that country? doesn't even make sense, man. He's not fast. The edge is going... I can't believe in this reader's poll of about 200 people, <laughs> all of whom read this magazine, which is geared towards the edge, probably. Mm-hmm. And MTV, always the people's channel. It was always. never a corporate entity. It never. Never, never no, no, trying no, to push only, commercialism. Never. Only about substance. Oh, fully. And integrity. And now you, you know, know what? They haven't now shown a video in like 100 na- years. Now <laughs> no. that there's not videos on there, it... It it felt like it did have integrity at one point. Like when when when, when you when you look back at a Duran Duran video as a Aww. cultural moment compared to what's on there now, you realize how far they have sunk. Right. I, I, you I know Duran when Duran you bring up Duran Duran, all I ever think all I ever think about is I was watching VH1. Mm, I was say ten years ago. And there was a Duran Duran reunion concert uh-huh. on when they got back together. <gasps> oh my God, I know what you're going to say. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, this is crazy. And then Simon LeBon walks over to the edge of the stage. And now he's like in his 40s, yeah. right? And he takes his, this is your index? Which one's this? Middle finger? Yeah. Takes that one. And he sticks it in his mouth and he slowly licks it. Oh, and pulls it out. And I was like, "That's n- like that might have been sexy and cool when you were in your twenties, yeah. but now it's just an old dude licking his finger. <laughs> it's, it's a it's, bummer." Well, here's what you want to say to him: Is that, that did, did you see your? You, you want to say, "Did you see your nurse do that?" <laughs> what move is that? But I will say this: conversely, and this is sort of this is sort of true of like the two guys in Aerosmith and everybody else in Aerosmith. I was in a room with John Taylor maybe a year ago. Uh, at just a small gathering mm-hmm. and I'm like that is a guy that well into his 70s he's going to walk into a room and panties oh, oh no question yeah, yeah. moisten yeah. there wasn't even a guy in the room there were guys doing double takes like oh yeah that's, he's tall and good looking now loads of hair he's 50 yeah. something yep. but just fucking dapper and English yep. and nice right charming and just like wow that's going to work for you forever mm-hmm. oh and you married the girl from Juicy Right. So you don't even have to touch the Duran Duran money. No, and he's, he was the best-looking guy in a band of good-looking guys. John right. Taylor was the good-looking one. Yeah. And, oh, but in those yeah. days, Nick and Andy, they were all good. They were all good-looking. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and, and Simon was even their drummer was okay looking. Yeah. yeah. And Andy yeah. was Andy. Andy, depending on his haircut. Right. Well, yeah. But Nick was Nick was cute. And Roger, and Roger, Roger, Roger's great looking. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we've gone to a place this podcast would never go. <laughs> Talking about how cute Duran Duran was. I met them. Oh my god! Oh my god! What did we become? Uh, I love it. I've turned into my mother. Dude, I want to start a bar called Forty One and Over. Just Forty One and Over. I was talking to my buddy Joe Sim about that. He goes, "We should just have a bar called Forty One and Over." There's a lot of forty-one-year-old guys that don't want to be around everybody else. Oh, I don't at all. Right? Uh, I just went and saw John Fogarty. Oh, how was that? Uh, Marin calls me up. He says, shoots me a text at like three, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm, I, I got, I'm doing this thing with John Fogerty tonight. I'm supposed to go up and introduce him at a show." And I was like, yeah, "Oh, right, right. yeah." I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'd love to see John Fogerty. I mean, my God, I mean, how many hits does that guy have? Dozens." So we go, and then it turns out Marin's like doing like a, he didn't know he's like doing a speech before the show, and it's a CD release, and it's John Fogerty's birthday, so it's like. And they're shooting it live. Oh no! For the ASX channel, so it's a live concert going out. What is like ASX? All, ASX is a, a channel that just does live things, live stand up, live bands. 
Oh, wow. And it's just, wow. you can see like all So he had to give a speech about John Fogarty? Right. So then they hand him this piece of paper of stuff he's just supposed to talk question, about. On television or on the internet? On television, yeah, it's on. It's on a cable channel. And just shit talk. that's happening live as it's It'll, happening. Well, and then and then they'll and then they'll package it down to an hour and then replay it. But oh. while but they do live well, while stuff. It's while going, it's going, they live. do it live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. super smart. Yeah, it is super smart. So, uh, yeah, so Marin was like, "What the? Now I'm doing this big thing." I mean, it went fine, but it was definitely a guy trying to. You don't see Marin talking really fast that often yeah. but he was just trying to stay ahead of that don't let the quiet happen yeah, yeah, the, ba- yeah. the people are going to be like where the fuck is Fogarty yeah, yeah. so he's just trying yeah. to stay ahead of it, but it, it did people fine. seem to know who he was I couldn't tell you yeah, but they're Fogarty tell. fans That's was not, it an industry like, thing like was there a bunch no, of record they, I mean there were his label Vanguard was there and we sat at their table but no there weren't a bunch of industry is John there. a huge fan of Mark's is that what was going he, on no, they, he did his podcast. his podcast oh I see so he like to promote his record because he's got yeah. a record coming out where he does duets with people yeah or? I have it in my car it's just all no it's all it's all, all the hits covering his songs covering his songs it's the people like, Not like uh, Dave Grohl and like uh-huh. no he does it with them and did any of those people show up no none of them fucking showed they were all they were all on the road and Grohl was going to come but it was his wife's birthday uh-huh. so but uh, you you I have never been to a show where I sat there and went, this is wall to wall hits. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've never yeah. like Epic that guy. guy's like body of work. In a row, yeah, is fucking insane. All the words, yeah. And then and then he like closes the proud Mary, and you're like, oh right, the most covered song of yeah, all time, the one you wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a soul classic. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I then also, but then yeah. didn't he didn't he not didn't he not have the rights to a lot of them or? Yeah, so he signed away his rights when he was really young, like 20. He was working in like the mailroom of this record company, and the guy's like, hey kid. We want to make you records, and he signed this forever contract, oh, no. and so he got to a certain age, and he's like, "Holy shit, I'm getting fucked, yeah, so fucking hard." And the guy was like, "Tough shit," and so he didn't want to make any more music because that guy would own it, and then so he took like years off, and then he made that Centerfield album, and then one of the songs on there, the guy sued him because he said it sounded too much like one of the songs. Yeah, that, the old man. So down then the he road. quit again for many years. And it was Saul uh, uh, Saul Zant Saul Zant who ran Fantasy Records, which was a jazz label except for Creedence. What? what? A, they stole more records than anybody else on that label, man. What a fucking piece of shit that guy And then guy he wrote is. that song, Dance Can't Dance, which was about the pig, and that was about Saul Zanz. Oh, well. well. That guy's a fucking piece He did of shit. one album after Creedence called the Blue Ridge Rangers? The yeah, Blue right. Ridge Riders? Yeah, Blue yeah, Ridge yeah, Rangers? Yeah, yeah, Blue Ridge Rangers. And he, uh, but I didn't even know if he did original songs on that one. But that was like a weird... I remember when they broke up. They were so huge in the Bay Area. Yeah, little, huge. I mean, Plus, he also did that fucking... He did I Put a Spell on You. The cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking, they were amazing. That guy was... Suzy Kier? Yeah. So his does, fucking, so he doesn't have tons of money then? Well, I wonder if he sued and got any of the money back. From I think fantasy. I think over the years he's bought a lot of the tracks yeah. back, so he owns them now. And then he so must I'm get mechanicals them. or something like that. He right? has to get some. Christ, what a bummer! But here's the crazy thing: so who wouldn't let somebody have their music back? Even a if you've fucking gotten a huge scumbag, a record label guy. That's who. Well, scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. So these two kids come up, and there is his kids are like twenty and twenty one. And they both play a song with him, and then one goes away, and the other one just sits out there and plays with the band for the whole night. And I was like, "Could you fucking imagine?" I mean, I know it's your dad, but you're like, "What'd you do last night?" I, you know, I played yeah. played in the band. Uh, I believe I told you a little story about seeing a man named uh, Paul Stanley, uh huh, and his son mm. playing mm. at uh, Camp Fred. Tell me his name's Stan Stanley, <laughs> <laughs> or Kiss Stanley. Or... <laughs> Paul Stanley's ripped, as I recall. Like he, when I saw him at, at Jerry's Famous Deli with his shirt, like he was wearing, he was wearing a vest with no shirt. Fuck he, yeah, he was. Uh, I actually saw him once, uh, and he. This was not. My recollection is 
that he was standing in front of me uh, at a Starbucks early days. Starbucks yeah. opened two, three years at this point. Uh, and he was wearing a, uh, I think we've talked about this before, he was wearing um, uh, an overall jorts. So sh- uh-huh. shorty overall. Oh, man, uh-huh. I did not know. Shirtless shorty overall. So I had this, <laughs> I had the side back yeah. view of his tit. And I was like, you know, and I get like, I don't know, like get, get, whatever. It just, it just, no, just yeah, no. no, no, no. Like, on so many levels. I think I mean, he must have, Motley Crue tried that for that a while. A, like there was a day. Well, he somebody, must have grabbed that out of a Eastern European uh, oh, yeah. Boutique. But I well, see it's not him, like taste and restraint was Kiss's hallmark. No, no, no. <laughs> but he's a he's a dad at our school. He's a dad at our school. Oh. So I, I see him. I see he's him a dad at, uh, at, at, our, at at Brian's kid's school too. Yeah. the preschool. Yeah, you know. So he's got his three year old. Here's what he does. Here's what he does. Is he sixty something? He's got to be like six. My voice went off the register. Here he goes. Here's a baby. I'm going on tour. Yeah, and I think that's how it works. But he's well. Yeah, but at so at my manager's school and Brian Posehn's. Preschool, there is a parking lot down below, and then everyone has to walk up the little hill to the preschool, except for Paul Stanley, who has his own parking space up top where no one really? else parks. That's awesome. And it says reserved for the Stanley family. It's awesome, except all the other families are like, what did the he buy fuck? it? Did yeah, he buy it? I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, they, they have that at our school, too. And the, the amount of money that those people pay for that stuff is absurd. It gives a shit. It's absurd. Yeah. Here's 50000 Well, because my daughter plays in a gym. Paid for by the Stanleys, yeah. so you know what I mean. Wow. Or there's a dance program because of the Stanleys. Like out I mean, on those... the street for a living. Oh, no, dude. Uh, we... I'm sorry. It's the worst music ever. They're not a great band, though. No. I saw them. Uh, I've told that story too many times. But they, yeah, they, they basic. I think you could say is the best you could say. But it's straight just, up rock and roll. But bad. It's well, not lick good. it up is a no, low point. Some, I mean, they, they they have some legitimate rock and roll riffs. I like, like rock and roll got, all night. Uh, Strutter is a good song. Well, Strutters, yeah. Love Gun. Like okay, there's, I, there's I mean, nothing in their entire catalog that I enjoy. rock and roll. I think might be their finest song. And as Matt Weinhold once pointed out to me beautifully, uh, the second line is a. You're, you're looking fancy and I like your style. Uh, there's one where Paul Stanley says, she's a, she's a dancer, I'm a dancer or a romancer? I'm a Capricorn and she's a Cancer. Right. Which is just like... That's a... I'm a dancer. But a Matt Weinhold is a crazy a Kiss guy, right? Oh, no. He, le- he, he was in the Kiss Army when he was little and everything. I could see, I could see, <laughs> I could see if you slept with Matt Weinhold that but, he would what, roll over and turn to you, towards you and his other half would be a Kiss Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, but here, but here's star the, around his eye. Yeah. But here's the thing about Kiss. I think they were the least partying band... Hmm. I mean, I think if you write about cold gin, you're not a drinker. Like, no one drinks gin except Gimlet on a weekend, right, right? right? And that's Gimlet's. Like, nobody goes gin. No, like old men drink like, gin. But he's just like, the kiss well, live I mean, one. yeah, right, but like, we gotta drink some cold gin. Yeah, but yeah, it, doesn't it, it, doesn't it at some is, point become cool because no one else is doing it? It's almost no as though, it's almost as though they had a song called Brandy Old Fashioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. as though you're not steeped in the culture, yeah. right? Like, every other How band. How many people like Vazier mixed with, who likes Rusty Nails? Who wants some cream to mix? Well, gin's a good song. What was, what was, what was, what was this bit? Um, um, uh. Uh, Mama Sunday hat. God uh, damn it! Uh, the comic, black comic from San Francisco. Mama Sunday hat. Oh, Will Bedman? No, no, no. So funny. Cedric. Oh, you're doing oh, Wiley. Wiley Roberts. Wiley Roberts. So fucking. You funny. just did crazy eyes. Yeah, because Wiley used, he used to, do to do the go thing away. Yeah, yeah the where, seal. Where you should make his eyes bug yeah. out of his head. He would go. That's go, how you. Go, that's how. Go away. Yeah, that's right? how we yeah. figured out who he is. You did crazy eyes. I'd make crazy eyes because I couldn't remember. Yeah, Wiley Roberts. Super Wiley funny. lives in Canada now. I saw him a couple years ago at like Vancouver Festival. He lives in Canada. I believe so. Yes. Uh, yeah. That that was the the seal at the San Francisco Zoo was the go away bit and. 
I've it never stopped using it. It's from his act. He used to do the fucking uh, love connection routine that was forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I took her out on a date and she had underwear on that said Tuesday. And I said, is that when you put them on, baby, or is that when you're taking them off? <laughs> and then one of the lines in the bit was, all I'm saying, Chuck. And so I have never stopped saying it. I even <laughs> say it on my podcast and no one has any idea why I'm saying it. No, or dude, who Chuck is. He had a bit called, he had a bit where he was like, I, I love black people, but the drinks they order and the whole thing about about I want kvassier and oh, fresh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, yeah, yeah. it's called a Mama's Sunday hat. Yeah, Mama's Sunday. And he had all these fucking drinks. And he was just fucking it's hysterical. Dude. He and he was a guy came up, wrote maybe a half hour, forty five yeah, minutes, and then of he material, was done. Never wrote another never joke. Never wrote another. When thing. he wrote the stuff, it was so good. He was like, right? He was a real. Yeah. I mean, you were, like he was a real comer, right? Okay. And then it just and then just never. And then. Uh, I don't know what. Maybe he ran out of inspiration. And then he wrapped it up. There wasn't enough seals. I know that I've been saying all I'm saying, Chuck, for the rest of my life, and no one understands why. Uh, I remember once he wrestled Rick Bates in the in the uh, uh, in the punchline. They were all drinking after a show. And Rick went, Bates was the manager of the and, punchline, and Rick Bates was big. And, yeah, uh, big guy. They they got to, and I guess like, it wrestled like, in university, so they got down in proper, you what? know, fucking, you know how you the wrestling yeah. stance and fucking boom, we all stood around him in a circle with our drinks and smokes, just fucking laughing. That was when the punchline was awesome. Those yeah, were yeah, the yeah. days. They yeah. closed the doors and let you yeah. stay in there and do. It's usually it was, it was, it was yeah. better. It was better if you got an opportunity to wrestle in a waitresses, but still, yeah. it's not a bad idea. But now, <laughs> if you're at the punchline, they try to. Close the door and kick everybody out before the show ends. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's go, you guys. I'm still on stage. I know, but we've got to get out of here. We yeah, got to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, speaking of wrap it up, we'll be right back. Back to walk in the room. Yeah, uh, we the uh, t-shirts. Yes. Oh my god, that's such a good question. We carry your t-shirt. We do. I know. Kittens McTavish is. Was that? Were we right about kittens? Yeah, you were. Shit moves. You were so. We right knew it was that. gonna move. I mean, the smartest man in the world t-shirts. Uh, also, it's still it's a great good. shirt. Yeah, it's a great shirt. Kittens is a mover. Super soft. Kittens is a mover. Uh, so apparently is the lemons t-shirt, gentlemen. Get lemons yourself. is selling. The lemon, the lemon thing was like a gag. Like, here's what happened. I talked it, about how when I used to do mushrooms, I always would get a lemon and I would just hold it and smell it and like squeeze it and look at for it. For the like, tactile ex- yeah, excellence. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It, there was so many things and going I on said to Dave, I go, you ever, I go, you're like, hi, you're like, you ever smell this shit? This shit is awesome. Yeah. And that's what the shirt says. This shit is awesome. <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> this shit is awesome, buddy. That's you the have, biggest you know, seller? It's, it's, well, right it's, now. It's, right now it's kicking ass. And then we also have the walking the room back from the dead shirts, which are doing really well. And we have uh, a new live, uh, new live podcast up with with uh, Dana Gould and Jimmy Pardo that is for sale for And we also months. have a ladies only wink shirt. So when you say, how about that, bro? Now you fucking have a chance to wink back. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how we do it. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's also Rainy Monarchs band rags. So, I mean, fuck, get a band rag. Yeah, get a band rag. rag. Why not? I'll show you the And if you rag. order a Kittens McTavish one, you get a, a Rainy Monarchs band rag anyway, I think. You, I think there's all kinds of special yeah, prizes. Special, yeah, yeah, do yeah. You, the packaging do, is fantastic. Do you just slip, if somebody <laughs> just orders a band rag, like, do you just <laughs> slip it into an envelope? Like, what do you... Yeah, put them in an envelope. We put, you get two of them. Okay. You get a black one, then they're brand new. We, we I, want, one. I want you to one. send that it's shit in, my in the box. You want it like in a, a box? full box? Well, I think if we send it in a full box, it would be it would feel sad inside because <laughs> you'd get the box and be like, this is a waste of space. I think it all feels sad. Today they told us our envelopes were too big at the... 
I brought so many envelopes to the post office today. The woman's, and the lady was so nice, Rowena, and you could just see a look on her face like, no. Oh, not, not, not this of, there's guy. There's a lot of Australia, and so yeah. every single one has to be entered by hand. Yeah. Uh, and it takes for bloody hours. It takes forever, but I gotta tell you something. That's fucking, and then the people behind me are just fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude was dude was one dude pieces. was tapping his fucking cane going, <clears throat> and I just turned to him and I went, small business, bro. Small yeah. business. Yeah. I'm I'm making Hi. I'm a job creator. That's how we do it. Yeah. How about we're job, I'm job creator? I'm living in Obama. Somebody made America. your fucking cane. Huh? Right? How about that? Somebody I love when cane. people are impatient in hospitals and post offices. It's like, I know. dude, think about where you are. <laughs> There's an old person in front of you who's going to take forever to send that letter to the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take a while. Here's yeah. how here's how you should plan your trips to the fucking post office take some fucking ecstasy and chill the fuck out and plan <laughs> oh, to be yeah. there you know what load your phone up with lots of battery bring yeah. games yeah. bring fucking emails you yeah. have to do you know all that shit that you do in person when you're with a friend and make them feel awkward do it at the fucking post office yeah, yeah. right and I'm talking about jerking off uh, <laughs> stuff that I do no, no, when you're grooming grooming picking flies off each other cutting like your monkeys. toenails it's a good place I've to seen some good people good at my post office I saw Chris Cooper once for no wow. reason that completely random that's awesome and it was right after uh, what's that awesome movie with uh, Nicolas Cage where they, he was writing the novel I mean he's writing the screenplay and his brother What's that one called? Uh, it, oh, Meryl uh, Streep is in uh, it. And Chris Cooper plays oh, adaptation. The, adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah. Chris Cooper plays the toothless hillbilly yeah. who gathers nectar from the bloody yeah, work. Was, he was great in that. He was great in that. He's never yeah. funny, right? He always plays dour corporate yeah. types and yeah, asshole FBI yeah. agents and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that one with the fucking gimme cap on. Great. That was hilarious. Great and actor. The woman who played Witchy Poo. Billy Hayes and my wife is oh. so good at recognizing people and obscure people. That's a, I mean that I wouldn't recognize. I'm no. terrible at recognizing. She people. went, uh, <clears throat> what you poo? And I went, why is that what you poo? And I go, she goes, that woman there, and I look over and fucking, she still looked exactly this. I mean, she wasn't wearing a witchy poo yeah. hat. But it was her. My wife. I saw that stupid flute out at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie. <laughs> you knew the name. Jimmy, Jimmy, come and see me. I love it. HR Because <laughs> oh, that was the most ecstasy induced show. Welcome to 41 right? and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The house used to sneeze, and there was a, a singing frog that looked like Judy Garland. It was the weirdest You know, when show. I was in college, Ren and Stimpy was big, and then yeah. I'd watch it, and then one time I was on acid, and someone turned it on, and I was like, Oh my yeah. God, that's what they've been doing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's really funny. <laughs> Amira, Amira, we walked in the other day and Amira just started singing Log. Remember Log? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's why I married her. idiot. The backgrounds were for yeah. people on hallucinogenics yeah. or high. Like, yeah. it was insane. Oh no, that guy was like, that guy, the, the, he, the guy that created that, like, went on a Coke bender and. Sure. He Did was really? Like, he was, yeah, uh, Chuck Fusilli or. Oh yeah. Wouldn't he you? He was like, he was nuts. Yes. He was just a nutty dude. Well, you could tell from the show. Speaking of the co-founders, the, the, do you remember I mean, this? He invented that fucking, he invented, uh, what's the late night cartoon show? He basically created that. Oh, movie. yeah. No, he did with Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah. Which late night cartoon show? What is the thing? Adult Swim. He basically oh, created yeah. the idea of like that. I mean, his influence. It was, like, for, it was for grown-ups. Money the Must Giver. Little kids liked it, but. Well, and then, yeah. the, and then, you know, I mean, fucking SpongeBob. Yeah. Like that's all a chip off that block, like yeah. SpongeBob and like um, uh, the other one that's uh, uh, Phineas and Ferb, Phineas which is, Ferb, a, which is, is a, enormously popular. Oh, yeah. really? And it really has is. lots of adult jokes in it, like lots yeah. of. I mean, it's completely yeah. Scooby Doo. Uh, no, that's that's straight pathos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Everybody knows that. Uh, I think if if you you know gave Velma a makeover, it could happen. <laughs> now. 
<laughs> do you ever think about this when you have folks like when you when you're doing shows with somebody and you realize like you've known somebody so long that you have forgotten memories where you're like, yeah. oh my god, do you remember? Remember the time it? we did that? Yeah. I was just sitting here. We were talking. and I was thinking, holy fuck. I don't know if you'll remember this, but. We were both in Reno, but we weren't doing the same show. I was on at Catch, and I think I was with Cho, and we met you out at a bar, and Cho and I were on ecstasy, and we were at a club, and I think Jennifer was with you. I'm not positive. And the one of the, we, in the bathroom was one of the dudes from Millie Vanilli. Oh, God. And you said to me, what if we walked out in the middle of this floor and started banging our dicks together and freaked everybody out? And I was like, oh, my God, Broops is fucking killing me right now. <laughs> we it was do- Reno or Top? Reno. It was Reno. It was fucking Reno. How did you was, I would never do drugs in Reno. Oh, my God. We, I was with Cho and I. It sounds horrifying. I think Cho and I. Yeah, Cho and I were at the catch. Is Reno the saddest place like you've ever me. been? When Liz Carranza used to run, yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did. Uh, Margaret was an opener, and it, she opened. I middled and Lewis Black closed. I remember doing catch with her there. I used to do Tom all the time. Maybe you tree. guys were doing catch, tree. and I. Don't know. That's what I want to say. That we maybe uh, you guys were at catch, and I came up and met you from somewhere else. I remember we had rooms at catch, and Margaret's room had a, a circular bed with a mirror in the ceiling, like it was a cat house, oh you know? Oh my God. And we were getting high with her and we were like laughing our ass off at the fucking room, like what That the was fuck? just the room. Like, yeah, that yeah. was the, it, oh, you're, oh, you're the opening act. Here, have this fucking room. <laughs> Get it's, your fuck on. Yeah, the Folly Berger fucking <laughs> Gypsy Rose Lee suite or whatever, you know, the fucking. Oh my God. Oh, it comes thing. with lube. Are you ready for it? Oh my God. I did, yeah, I did that place. Oh no, maybe it was with Gary Laser. I, no, it wasn't Lewis Buck. Cause I did it with Lewis once and Lewis always misremembers it as Vegas. You talk about hidden memories. And we repaired after the show and we had, Lewis had like 10 scotches and we got really drunk and we were playing blackjack and I got up to take a leak and I came back and he was on the table screaming at the deal. <laughs> he was on the blackjack table and he doesn't remember this. And <laughs> Conveniently, I would, and I would, I could see that. The pit boss, you know, was there quite quickly and uh, Lewis goes awesomely. Do you know who I am? And the pit box goes, arms folded. Yes, I do, Mr. Funny Man. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to behave like a gentleman. I was with Dan Wedeking. I don't know if you remember. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and Dan. I Dan, Dan. Used to hold the, Dan used to hold the key on stage and go, ladies, I'm in room 213 yes. if anybody wants to come yeah. up. Yeah, and we used to all hate I mean, it that. had to have worked because he did it yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Why it's fucking... And how great is that to have a random woman come to your... Right. Room oh, and you awesome. fuck her. She's just the greatest thing. Ever. <laughs> what? What really? What could I, be better? I told you. Thing, I told you. Thing when 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 I had uh, when Jason Siegel. Uh, Jason Siegel apparently does this all the time. There's actually YouTube footage of him doing it. But when he did bring the rock up in San Francisco, and he was so fucking drunk that like beforehand he was hugging me and yeah. it looked like he might go to tears and uh-huh. he was just like fucking buddy, what's up? What? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awful. Yeah. He went up, fucking sang. A soul song, I can't remember what it was, nailed it. Right. And then said, My name's Jason Siegel, my phone number is blah, 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 blah. If you want to fuck me, let's do it. Within minutes, he was standing with a blonde at the door who came up, like, looked at their phones, blah, blah, and they split. And I was like, That is some balls. Wow. Yeah, that's you game. You can do huh? that if you're a movie star. But I bet, I bet he had this moment, which is the moment almost all humans have, which I'm young. Right. I'm drunk. 
I'm a fucking movie star. This doesn't last forever. No, no, no. What's the thing I'm going to say to myself and my friends when it's all over that I wish I'd done? I wish I'd just fucking trolled for chicks from the stage. Right, right. (laughs) Just savagely, (laughs) flagrantly, blatantly. I'm not going to pretend. Begging. But here's what what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to pretend this isn't happening. Right. I'm not going to go mac on some other dude's girl. Yeah. I'm not even going to play the sleazy dude. I'm going to just say I want to do some fucking into my phone. And I'm going to give my phone number out, and then I'm going to see if anybody wants to fuck yeah, me, but here, and then I'm going to go do it. Here's the problem with your story, is that you went from Dan Wedeking to that guy. <laughs> ah, it like, is, that guy's a movie star, and that's he, like, you go, all right. He literally went from right, the sweet... seen him in, right, on I, a screen. I took from it from a the, feature. Yeah. I took it from the Sweet River Inn, yeah. <laughs> or the Sweetwater Inn, or yeah, whatever yeah. those fucking oh things Oh my God, were. I'm fucking dying. In Modesto... Oh, to God. Cobbs in San Francisco sold out. Oh, no, I think I might have done it with Dan. Jesus Christ. We did, uh, we've, I mean, it's hard to remember. We I did Scott's that. Valley when you were first starting. I remember that. Scott's Valley? Yeah, it wasn't even, it wasn't even the, the what's that one in Santa Cruz? The Crow's Nest? The Crow's mm-hmm. Nest, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even that one though, right? No, it was like a one-nighter in Ben Loman, Scott's Valley, I want to say. Holy shit. Down up in the, uh, for the, to orient everyone. Down from San Francisco an hour is Santa Cruz, which is our, Party Beach Boardwalk place, yeah. man. Yeah, right. And then there's a Sunday night gig that's been there how long now? Oh, my yeah, God. 30 years? Yeah, maybe 30 years. Yeah, 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 the crow's nest. Because that's... Still a, there. And Gaio and me and Posehn, I remember, drove down to do it. And, and absolutely... Did you guys they, smoke any pot on that trip? Uh, this is the story. <laughs> we get in the car, and we're with Gaio, and, and Gaio was featuring... Uh, uh, Pose was opening, and I was headlining. Jesus Christ. And so I go... The discussion starts. We're all in, I think, in Gaio's car or something. Uh, do you guys get high before the show? Well, we get high. But, you know, we don't always get high before the show. Like, oh, come on, you guys. Let's get fucking get high. I can handle it. Oh, no, I can handle it. Fucking blah. Oh, my God. Cut, cut to. Like, Cheech and Chomp right, I was going to say, like, yeah. the bumper falls off and Stacey, <laughs> Stacey Keach is on my ass. And yeah, it was, we were high. So Posehn goes up, does his 15 up front. Fucking boom. Smooth as silk. Murder kills. Here's our feature. I can Gaio be And Gaio gets up and goes, hey. All right, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, uh, 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 conjunction, junction, what's that function? Hooking up phrases just fucking goes into fucking grammar rock. Couldn't remember his act. Yep. Just yes. high as a fucking dog. We didn't stop and eat or anything. This is then. This is then. Yeah. It was three dudes in a car. I was like, yeah. and Posein yeah, and I literally crying, holding each other in the back of the room. Not a joke. He didn't get a joke out. <laughs> he just fucking panicked and started singing Junction Junction. And then, then he kind of oh my God. saved, you know, hey, papayas are cool or whatever, you know, fucking yeah, yeah, went yeah, into yeah, a shtick, you know. Holy shit. Yeah, it was like, wow. And now he's the poster boy of marijuana. Yeah. He has a, a column in the Sacramento Weekly uh, Alternative paper that he writes about dope. And uh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I saw him when I was in Sacramento. I always think about that, like, it's one thing to get high and go on stage. It's another thing to base your career on it because yeah. then what do you do if you don't want to smoke pot? Right. What if I don't feel like smoking any more dough? Like, what if you're like, okay, I'm going to wrap it up. Then your well, whole career. Well, Posey did. Yeah. Well, po- 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 Posey didn't make a feature film about it. Like, I've worked for. He's got a whole. He just made his second movie about it, yeah, right? right? There's a second yeah. movie about it. So I'm like, and bless his heart. Like, we were, talking about, we were talking about him earlier. Like, a, a workhorse. Oh my God! Um, He's um, a genius. A, a little marketer. Yeah. Found his thing, you know, and found it like. And this is no offense to him, but later in life. 
Oh no, you know, it, does, he's been around does, 15, 20 years. Right, yeah. but but I mean, really, it's been the last ten years, five years, where he's really just like he's got Douglas movies and oh, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. And and he blames me for getting him high the first time. But <laughs> I was twenty something years ago at the San Diego. He blames you or not blames you? So it says the first time he got high was yeah, yeah. And that was God. I remember we watched MTV's Beach House. And we were laying on the couch in the condo, dueling couches in the no, condo, laughing he, and kicking our feet he in here. He owns well. comedy in a way <laughs> in which he can go to clubs and go, I'm only performing yeah. at 420. I no. will sell it out. We will sell tickets. You will make money. And I'm not doing a late show. And he yeah. doesn't do Facebook. He doesn't do like TV ads or whatever. He just fucking... He does yeah. do Side Boob Sunday on Twitter. Yeah. He works Twitter like nobody works he Twitter. He does work that Twitter. Yeah. Hard. So he's, he's and he twerks. Man. He twerks a lot too. He drops works. his ass. He yeah. twerks. Oh yeah. He's a twerker. What is twerking? It's when you drop your ass or you put your ass up against. The, I don't know what it is. I know it's a thing. I know people are doing it. Look, it's, Dave, it's exceeded planking. I don't. You can't twerking? ask me for yeah. You can't ask me for the. You're definition not allowed to bring it up if you don't know what it is. Do, do, you, do you know me? Pop culture. Do you know me? This guy over here, this guy, Mr. Wow. Proops. He know. wouldn't say the word without knowing what it was. I kind of have a half-ass knowledge. It is when you press up. It, it's also like a dancey move. Too, yeah, maybe. it's like a dance yeah. move, but it has something with putting your ass up against the wall. A wall or the window? Either way. Well, Dougie twerk? I've never seen him do it. Mean, I guarantee you, like, there'll be 25 twerking videos. Oh, we're going to get some twerking. Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. will. Right. He, he's my role model, though, because I think he did with podcasting what I, I aspire to do, which is make it your make it your business, you know? Yeah. Like, he really got serious about it uh, as quickly as anybody else did. And when you go to his live show, and the other thing that I like that, of course, I always do is I play live always with the podcast and Doug always plays live and the people are so devoted, you know, they come and they get the signs and they know him and they yeah. got all the bits down. And yeah. it's like, it's just joyous instead of, okay, here's our next uh, comic. He's been on, uh, you know, who's got the boner and, uh, well, here's the thing. And <laughs> I love that show. By the way. Who's got the boner? Who's got the boner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Douglas. It's apparently. a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I watched that the other night. That I fucking have the candelabra movie. It's pretty weird. It's yeah. pretty, it's yeah, good. that's what it is. That's a, that's a perfect description. It's pretty I weird. I love the writing. They kind of made, oops, excuse me, they kind of made Liberace out to be this really nasty, venal, manipulative queen. And Matt Damon plays his part like he's just this sort of, golly, what's happening now? And you're like, what's well, from um, his book? Right. It's from his book. So it does it does lean in favor to him. My sister felt the same way. Come on, but, man. You took advantage of Liberace. You lived with him forever. You sued him for fucking palimony. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know. No, we don't know. He could have been a cocksucker. My we wife waited on him. Wait a minute. He was a cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> get it up. No, get it up. Get it up. He loved it low. Can't give you anything. He loved it low. He loved it low. Heard you. How are you? Well, now, it's good to see now you I'm again. Now you're pissed. I was good before. <laughs> now you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, Dave, Dave and I had the same dreams for our podcast. It didn't quite work out, but we. <laughs> We we love the lot like the, you guys I, could do a thing called super sober me. I've said this to I've super sober me. Oh my god, super help me. The uh, we Dave and I uh, uh, have had a few live podcasts where truly I'm like this is the best yeah. comedy I've ever done. Like we go this is like this, I mean yeah the live ones it's just can sometimes be it's just like, just that fucking thing that's happening now and it's yeah. you know I mean you've been improvising for yeah. a long time but like for Dave and I this is our version of like. Going out with nothing and having yeah. something happen, and even even when we do it together, just hanging out, but it's just so much more rewarding. And you're right; it's like you're there with this crowd of people. Like even if it's sometimes it's just thirty people. Right. Like the last live podcast we did was thirty people, but it felt like uh, it could have been two hundred. Like people were just into it, and they yeah. were and they were yeah they were they knew you and they understood why what you were saying was funny yeah. because they had an investment in your life and and so it's like then you go to do stand up and you go. And here's the thing where I tell the story I've told. You know what uh -huh. I mean? It feels different. Not that there's anything wrong with stand-up. Not at all. 
it, it just and then so we've done these live shows in New York, which I think are ultimately what would be like to me that's they're the dream show where the band mm-hmm. plays and we do stand up and we have guests and you know yeah. I think the live ways the. Uh, it, it, it's forced me to free fall really hard and now I feel like I'm in danger of repeating myself because I yeah. tend to hit the same topic so much yeah. and that one one day will I run out of stories and then you think no because every week is a new Are you getting a lot of material thing. out of that? Well, theoretically. <laughs> if I was diligent enough to go back and listen to every single right. word I said and right. try to remember the funny jokes out of it, yeah. I've added a few things to my act that are from my podcast. You mean since I've done 200 hours of material <laughs> in the last three years oh and God. haven't bothered to put any of it in my stand-up act? Hey, so I, I, had a Twitter, I had a Twitter fan say to me, like, it was like fucking... He, I said, he said, are you doing new material? And I said, yeah, I haven't written that much. He goes... Why don't you go back and listen to the fucking podcast? Yeah. Like, what do you I know mean? we have so you much write material. every we single week. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. I probably have two hours or at least of good stuff that uh, that are in little chunks in the middle of a two-hour yeah. show that yeah. you have to go dig out. And also, going back and listening to yourself is no great treat. Well, I do I, it. I find so listening to myself repeat. to be really no, no, great. No, it's uh, pretty great. No, no, I've done it. It's <laughs> I will, it's I will just, I'll think. get up in the morning and I'll talk into a recorder then just play it and walk around and listen to myself. Oh, sure. Because it's pretty great. I don't think it is, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, almost, yeah, I'm almost certain yeah, yeah. it's unpleasant. I don't think you know what that word means. I listen to it once to see that I'm not repeating myself, and also I do I correct things that are wrong from it. Like if I say something, something you're your own ombudsman. Yeah, and also people write me and go, "That was wrong." Ah. Like you can't get away with anything. Yeah. I think I said something about the movie The Warriors, and I got James Remar's part wrong. And you've never seen this many emails. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I had to read like five emails. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. He wasn't. I, I think people just stopped with us. I think with me, yeah. they're like, he just doesn't know words. We had a we had a science guy once who was like our science advisor, but then he quickly was like, this is just too much work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too much work. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would correct our our or the myths that we would tell about science. But we love science. Yeah, we might not get it right. You know, science is. I I, I have to agree with the you know the Tea Party. I. I I just think it's a guidepost, really. It's, let's not get hard and fast about things like the Earth's rotation and the sun and whatnot. These aren't just, you know, there's beliefs important too. You know, if you, sure. if you believe that gay people shouldn't be married because someone died a long time ago, right? Then hey, that's what's like to science. say that isn't real? Yeah, who's to say that's not as real as yeah. your fucking thermometer or whatever it is you broke out on me? If you don't <laughs> your thermometer. <laughs> If you don't it's believe in devil tree. if you don't believe in global warming and and you're yeah. the number one state who doesn't believe in it and then an F five tornado bursts mm-hmm. through your shit, that might be a time to rethink your beliefs. There's I think some reassessing. I think on. if you're I think if you're the governor of New Jersey, you should also just blow it off as uh, Tom Fullory. I'm not he, did, get he, he did. He did. He did. He blew it off. He it's, said, "I'm you not going to get hung up in that." I, I get that it's your party's fucking deal, but at some point, yeah. your your shit is getting destroyed. Yeah. You got to go. Maybe I was wrong on this one. But here's the deal: it doesn't matter if whether or not you believe it or not, because global warming doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's, that's true. The floods aren't going to go. Hang on. Do you guys not believe in us? Because no. we're not coming then. No. I mean, I love the ad arrogance too. The idea that the Earth hasn't thrown a million species off. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dinosaurs did really well for about 400 million years, and they're not around as much as you. No, they're not and, doing so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, hey, we fucking, we're gonna beat this. Like, ain't no I, such thing as global so. warming. Well, yes, that's what 2.8 percent of scientists think. Yeah, 
I'm going to go with the consensus. Yeah. The overwhelming consensus. Michael Crichton wrote a book against the theory of global warming yeah. toward the end. I can't remember the name of yeah. it. I was on tour. You remember that? You did it too, the JFL tour across Canada? Yes. Yeah. So I, on that JFL tour, I had nothing to read, and I ended up in some drugstore or something and bought this book. I can't think of the name. It's not called Global Warming. It's one of Michael Crichton's last books. And he goes through citations. There's a fucking yeah. uh, glossary and a, a, yeah. a, a, a you know... Oh, I know. My dad sent them to me. And, oh, oh, yeah? Yeah, my dad's on the He's anti- a denier. He's finally stopped sending me. So, yeah. Oh, no. He's not just a denier. It's, it's his now life's purpose. And global warming. To convince things. everybody that it's not happening. Well, even if it isn't, like, happening all the way, uh, let's just say we're in a cycle where that part's happening. Yeah, so let's not help it. Right. I always, my always thing was always, like, so you're going to take the pro-pollution yeah. side? Yeah, right, right. You're just going to go just with destroy the... destroy the ocean. I'm going to be on the Lorax side. You're going to be on the right. Sneed side. Is that yeah, what we're going to do? Well, I think it's it's always... It, it always comes down, and again, these are the people that don't have money. If not with my pocketbook, you're not... Let, yeah. You know, you, the money gets hung up. And all of this yeah. bullshit, you know, we need jobs. What about There's supposed to be a floating garbage island in the Pacific Ocean. There's a floating garbage that's island. The size it's of, enormous. I don't know, a state, basically. Yeah, it's it's a giant floating garbage. I've seen pictures of it. It's made out of documentaries about out of just plastic, basically. Yeah. It's just I think big... they're gonna have like a Coachella out on that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna do a music fest out there. I think yeah. they should. I'd hey, like to do a music Dead, Dead, Dead Mouse, Mouse is going to DJ some of it, too. It's going to be awesome. I love that. Is there yeah. a comedy tent? That's Who, the question yeah, yeah. all the time. Who's what booking Plastic tent? Island this year? Yeah. <laughs> Who's booking it? There's a comedy carrier back. Who's booking Plastic Island? Oh, my God. There's a comedy cup. I can't see this. <laughs> Patton's on their wish list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get Patton out to fucking Plastic right. Island people. That would just we bring. can't get him, but we can get some of the Mr. Show people who did Punch-Up. The Mr. Show people. That's I want to play Plastic Garbage Island. You do? do you, are you going to play the Doritos tent? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just made out of Doritos bags. Should so be sponsored by all the people who make Plastic Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing beer ring pigeon head. I'm, gonna do <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Pringles cans. Uh, I'm making uh, yeah. a, a catamaran out of two liter Mountain Dew bottles. And I'm just going <laughs> to sail myself there. Existing so off the Mountain Dew as I go. That's so funny because I'm, I'm going out there in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be fantastic. Oh, Plastic Island Fest. I can't believe it. And Jane's Addiction's headlining. So it's all perfect. Oh, yeah. That needs to be a t-shirt, I think. Plastic Island. And just a picture of the enormous wad of garbage <laughs> poking out of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should make it that like is a, a show. Yeah, that is and a good just, Yeah, yeah. Plastic just, Island. everybody that's playing on it. We should do a Writers plastic... from Mr. Show. We should start... We should do a Plastic Island Festival. Oh, yeah. Where is Plastic Island Festival going to be? We, do it, we do it at a garbage dump. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brisbane. Give away. <laughs> oh, Plastic Island. Plastic <laughs> Island. Please post a picture of Plastic Island on our Facebook Great place page. to get. I've seen enough. It bums me out. Oh uh, yeah, I was reading about it on some site the other day and a cat went out there and he and he photographed every moment of it yeah. and documented the whole it's pretty, thing. It's pretty hard to watch. Then when he gets there, it's like, wow. That and the methane explosions are... Uh, yeah. Where are those happening? Uh, up up in the tundra area. You know, there's uh, essentially the... Oh, because of the melting? Yeah, so the... Yeah. the it's getting sure, warm. Are we sure those aren't just misguided drones? Well, here's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so there's... Angry, fossilized mammoths. At the bottom of the... We took out somebody good, didn't we, with the drone the other day? Yeah. At the yeah. bottom of <laughs> the Second in command of something that was important. That's right. We're God, I feel safe. You know what? I, I felt safer. I, I actually was in my car and I unbuckled my seatbelt. I don't care about his rank. I just know he was in Yemen. So yeah. chalk <laughs> one up for us. Yeah, hooray. <laughs> or, or did he have ramen? It was one of those two yeah, things. Yeah, he might have had ramen.
ramen. You may have just been yeah, yeah. had ramen. Um, they're at the bottom of the ocean. I believe it's the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but our, our science, science guy, guy will tell us. But basically, there is methane trapped. Huge yeah. quantities of methane, uh-huh. and it's problem. and because of the warming, it's breaking out, and it doesn't just bubble. It's like a it's like a, a old uh, old faithful geyser, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a no- boosh, like this giant explosion of methane just comes shooting out of the earth. Wow! And that and every time that happens, that happens because it's getting warmer, but that makes it a lot warmer. So it's like this chain reaction. It makes situation. it a lot warmer. Yeah. yeah. It's and do a, you, can you see the methane explosions? Well, if you're in a boat, yeah, it'll be this giant thing did, coming out of the they, ocean. And hopefully it's not are there, is there footage of these methane explosions? Uh, I think it's not like they shoot out because it's gas, but you'll see the, the huge you'll like, see the, rush the coming up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty good stuff. Well, I was in London. Because that's what I close with. <laughs> <laughs> I was in London in March, and it was uh, shockingly freezing, like yeah. way unseasonably even for March and even for England. And like, uh, I remember I'm, I looked in the paper, you know, and they go, the, 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 the polar ice cap, all the air that used to be go the other way because of the Gulf Stream because there was an ice cap that yeah. created a, you know, a system. Yeah. The, the, that air That's is just it. pouring onto Northern Europe. Yeah. So it was so cold that no one was going to the shops. Yeah. Like shops weren't getting customers for days at a time. Yeah. And this was in London, which has 10 million people. And they go in the... Uh, a million and a half people are going to leave the country this weekend just to get out of this. And it, what, there's like 58 million people in England or whatever? Like you go, the rich people obviously were going to go ski. Yeah. But everyone else was going to go to fucking Spain or anywhere. I'm just taking a ferry off this fucking island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was, sh- I mean, like my wife and I took a walk. And you know when it's too cold to take a walk? Yeah. Like Canada cold? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, my nose, I can't, my nose is fine. You know, like... And and everybody, oh no, everything's cool, you know, and like you well, go. Well, at the same time, every summer Australia cold. is on fire. Right, yeah. it burns to the ground. But yeah. Canada cold, you have to remember, doesn't just come from the weather. It also comes from their fucking iced over hearts. Oh, which is true. Yeah, no, they can't. They, folks in Canada. <laughs> what happened? Shallow. What? They can't go deep. Are, you, are we just That's losing? That's what I'm saying. Are we just losing our above the 54 parallel? They know I'm kidding. I'm gonna be their third most popular state or where they are. That are listeners. They're our, our third part of their state? They're a state, right? They are. They're a very, very large series of states. Yeah. And I'd like to congratulate them for uh, uh, doing the whole coal shale uh, oil thing that they're doing where they dig up the oil. Tar sands, that's mm-hmm. what it is. That's also a great move. Processing all the sand of, the, of Ontario and, and Alberta. It, it, the price of oil got so high that process was never even thought of. Yeah. No one ever wanted to do it. You always drilled. We're basically squeezing rocks, yeah. right? You're squeezing <laughs> rocks to create crude. If you're squeezing rocks for anything, you should switch to something else. Yeah. I was right. ooh, I'm squeezing my Did rocks you do right it now. <laughs> God damn it. The worst, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's why the methane smell. Because he just squeezed his rocks. And it was a, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a part explosion. of this. I let it go, yeah. It's upsetting. Uh, I'm my own polar ice cap. You're polarizing. I'm, I'm polarizing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I would agree with that. I would, I would say that's mostly true. I would say that's mostly true. <laughs> mostly true. Yeah. Go so I, I wonder if we have any... We've got to have some listeners. Who are like, it's not real. There's probably people. Well, the, well, the, 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 the percentage is swaying enormously because of the drought and all the stuff. What? Like, everyone's going, oh, yeah, okay. But to those people, I say, too fucking late. You should have been on board a long time ago. Well, I mean, they haven't had a summer in England in like two years. A like summer? they haven't had summer. You know, where like the weather's like it is now, like sunny really? and nice. No, it's just been cold and shitty. 
Like for, and they're, you know, they're obsessed with the sun, right? Like yeah. English people will go anywhere in the world and you yeah. will find them at the pool drinking Yeah, Ibiza, all day. they're yeah, like, they don't, yeah. they don't go, like, go to a museum. They lay next to the pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ibiza, they, get, they get their ass to Florida, man. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Florida. Yeah. Oh, they man. love Florida. Yeah, I saw and we need office. to tell you, if you're from England, fucking go further. <laughs> find a different beach, guys. Don't, just, if, I don't know where they your money can Florida. take you, but to get out of Florida. <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> package thing. You know, take for a while, we were killing the English out there in Florida. They would just go, go, see, get to this coast. Would you take a trip to Wales? <laughs> That's what I for say my, to For my English. Welsh listeners, yes, I would. <laughs> I'll be in Abergavenny on August 15th. Oh, that's right. You're doing a tour of uh, England no, I'm, uh, soon. I'm, I'm going to England, but I, I played Wales many times, and it's great fun. The Whale, as I always called it. You're doing the, you're doing the Soho. I'm doing the Soho in June uh, for a week, and then I'm going to go to Amsterdam, then Oslo, and then uh, in, in July, I'm going to go to Galway and do Ireland for a couple days. How's, the, how's Amsterdam? I've comedy. never done stand-up other than once really high there years ago yeah. where I got on stage and I went, um, I went to the Dutch Hall of Fame today, ladies and gentlemen. To your right, Rucker Hauer. To your left, Rucker Hauer. To your right, Rucker Hauer. That was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, to your left, Jerome Crabay. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was so high on stage that the, even the crowd in Amsterdam... And you know what? Dutch people don't get high all the No, time. they don't. They, they, they could give a fuck. Yeah. They're just liberal-minded about it. Yeah. They were going to get rid of it, and then they revoked, and yeah. now they've kept it. But the Amsterdamians don't fucking walk around smoking J's, no, man. That's, that's for, you know... Space cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space, space cake is, is, space cake is like a... That's, that's like a fucking amateur, right? That's like a right. tourist trap. Like, that's a... Have some space cake. More cakes. people have been found laying on the ground because of space cake. I'm threatening to do a seven and a half hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, it, it's going to disintegrate at one point to me just making noises and, and saying the names of colors. <laughs> Vermilion. Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in Spanish. Uh, yeah. Azul. I, uh, that might be my favorite city. Amsterdam's yeah. fun. It's safe-ish. Uh, it's a little sleazy, but you see people riding bicycles everywhere. Yeah. Women are out alone. Yeah, that's how you know a city's cool. Yeah, when you uh, can't walk. I mean, that's what I love about America. You know, we worry so much about terror and shit like that. First of all, a dude was driving on the phone in a, a DWLA, whatever those big Department of Public Works trucks. Yeah, that had a tank on the back. He's making a right in front of me on the phone, and he came full on head on into my lane. Like, I'm more worried about that. I don't oh, think a terrorist that. is going to kill me. I, and then people say, oh, my God, it's so dangerous in foreign countries. If you go to Morocco, you could be blown up and shit. It's like, I went to Morocco. I never felt in danger. Go, go America. To, yeah. Go, yeah, we're Go to St. Louis. Go to East St. Louis and see how fucking free you feel. To yeah. walk around the goddamn street. Why don't you take a walk around Richmond? San Francisco. Go, Dude, go below. Have a, have a, just take a jog down Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> just get south of here, man. This country's... I mean... My sister once said to me, one of my sisters said, uh, she shall remain nameless, she was living in Arizona and... Uh, uh, she goes, oh, San Francisco, there's the earthquakes and, and there's all this violence and yeah. shit. Oh, uh, one of the neighbors down the road shot, um, you know, my son's dog because he didn't like him. I'm like, oh my, God. I've lived in a city my whole life 
and no one has ever shot anyone's dog <laughs> in my neighborhood. No. Like, no. this is where you're living. You're living now, in a place where people settle fair, the dog issue by shooting One guy did yeah. fuck one of the dogs, but that's a different <laughs> thing, and it might have just been a dude in a suit. Yeah. So I... A bitch had it coming, right? Is that what you're saying? I don't know what you're talking the about. Bitch the bitch had it coming. No, that doesn't make sense. Well, he shot the dog. I know what. Bitch had oh, that bitch had it coming. I thought you were deputy. talking about... Okay. No, the dog. Oh, I saw that movie. I was using yeah. a technical dog term. Bitch. Rastafari. No. Sweater up, man. It's really hot in here. I think we're it done. It is. Uh, I'm, uh, I think we're done. Is that right? Show. Yeah. Jamaica, How do you man. feel about it? D- this? I thought me and Greg were great. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm going to listen you, to you Are you going to... You should put some... Like, you should go back and record some shit so that you're on this. Like, funny stuff. Like, things that you said that are also... Jokage? Yeah. I didn't. You said you guys told me before we started that there was no requirement to be funny, and I Absolutely. feel like I've fucking lived up to it. <laughs> if, you, if you had a cleanup spot of not funny, I was I can die from both sides. I'll, I'll, I'll un- hit a grounder to third swing, and a grounder to first. We swing the unfunny bat around here. Oh, like yeah. we're yeah, fuck yeah. It. I'm gonna take the donut off next time off my bat. Yeah, so I'm a little more free with the. Yeah, well, you you were still playing pickle the whole time. Oh yeah, we were out in the game. I brought my fungo, dude. Oh, I yeah. made that shit happen. Fungos. I like to hit a long ball. I just I, I just thought it was weird that there's no pepper painted on the wall of this this studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be in Toronto in uh, the second week of. July. Are you playing the bar? Yeah. Uh, where am I playing? Comedy second bar? week of July. Yeah, yeah. Second week of June. June. Comedy bar. Yeah. Good place. Here, am I saying that right? God damn it. If I get that here, wrong. It's maybe it's Yuck Yucks. Maybe no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not. Comedy Bar's nice. I did a week in there. I had so much fun. If you're in LA, I'm doing the prompter on June 7th, which is uh, Troy Conrad did the set list. It's his new improv sort one? of show. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a TED Talk, which it starts and then you have to, then you have to keep going and then it oh fantastic it, it's it really that. fucking fun See, I, just I, talked to your, I just talked to your buddy I just talked to your buddy uh, uh, that's June 7th at Meltdown cool McShane oh yeah he just did it he yeah I saw him yeah McShane well of course he was yeah he's, he's, he's good the improv. king of improv yeah no I used to love the set list and all the comics will freak out I mean it is intimidating but some guys really panic and it's like you just be funny yeah and don't let the premise fucking hang you up right the premise didn't write you right glance off it that's what I never got. Some guys would do 20 minutes on one thing, and I, to, with me, it was always like, some of these are one-liners, man. Yeah. Or yeah. a thought. Yeah. You don't have to write a goddamn Mark Twain fucking monologue about this. People and, put too much pressure on themselves. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if it says vegetable fun or whatever, you don't have to go, well, okay, so a guy goes to a thing, and then there's vegetable, <laughs> and I, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Cut, chase, cutting, chasing, and cutting of the chasing. Chase your cuts. The prompter, that's so funny. Next, Troy Conrad's new show is going to just be called like Blank Piece of Paper or whatever and you you just walk on stage and there's a big, gives you a giant grease pencil and you have to write on it. I love those premises, I do. I wish I'd thought of this atlas because it's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty great. Empire Comedy Live. There you are. Empire Comedy Live. Thank God Live. I didn't get it. Oh, June 15th. June, June, and then after that, days, I'm going to fucking knock out, yeah, I'm going to do some jokes. I'm going to try and remember what I do and then I'm going to fucking bring it hard. Yeah, you right? go. Please tell the Caroline yeah. story about the girl crying because that's one of my favorite things. <sighs> oh, I'd like to tell that story. Yeah, I'll tell that, that when I'm there. Really yeah. funny. I'll, I'll tell that story when I'm there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Odd fucker. No, yeah. really. <laughs> so Sorry. Perfect. Joke so spoiler. Joke spoiler. That's all right. Smartest uh, Man in the World podcast. Smartest Man in the World podcast. So we're this Saturday. Does this drop before uh, this Saturday? It looks like we're going to put it up this, this week. Okay. This Saturday point. I'll be at the Nerd Melt doing Smartest Man in the World. Then I'll be in uh, England doing it. Uh, and then uh, Amsterdam and Norway 
And then back here, I'll be at the 3rd of July and the 9th of July at the Bar Lubitsch doing the Smartest Man in the World podcast. I might go to one of those. Yep. Come on down. Live. The Bar Lubitsch one's fun because, yeah. well, the Nerd Mouth's fun too, but uh, uh, it, there's no bar per se. It's, yeah. a, it's sort of a backstage thing. Right. Whereas at the Bar Lubitsch, you're awash in right. vodka, which is how I like to live my life. Yeah, yeah, wash and vodka. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, uh, and then we have a live podcast in New York. When? Oh, yeah, June 27th. Bell House? At the Union, uh, oh, yeah. Union Hall. Yeah. We yeah. started the Union Hall this time. Because we haven't done a live podcast there, so we thought we'd start at the smaller one and see how it goes. How big is the Union Hall? 100. Nice. Yeah. Is that in Manhattan or? Yeah. Uh, no, Isn't it's it? in Brooklyn, too. Is it Brooklyn? Oh, is it yeah. also in Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah. I just did the Bell House last week and I loved it. There's so much fun there. Oh, my God. Isn't yeah, it great? Oh, we love God. the Bell House. Yeah, and it's nowhere not. near anything. Yeah. No. You that's know. it's like it's it, it's at the cross of murder and where the fuck I ra- am an irradiated I? dolphin trapped in a canal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, they, like the ghost of slaughtered beef just fucking walk the streets there. Like old cows are just like <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, go to a store merchandise and get and get a fucking Greg Proop shirt. Get a fucking walking the room shirt. The Rainy Monarchs. Dave Man. Anthony. Shame Chamber shit. Shame Chamber. June eighth. June eighth. All right. Glitter I'll done. Do, I'll do a presale. Glitter, glitter done. done. Please hang up and try again.